Next on BYU Sports Nation, I'm losing my voice. Jerem, you should read now. Sounds lost. <laughs> How the NCAA can help out BYU Isaac Nielsen and every other transfer in his situation. Change the system. BYU Baseball takes down Utah and now prepares for league-leading San Francisco this weekend. Head coach Mike Littlewood joins us in Studio B. And as you can tell, I need your help, my friends. Save Spencer's voice. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. I am a man in a very difficult place. I need your help. <laughs> I've lost most of my voice. BYU you Sports Nation. so much last night at the BYU-Utah game. Yep. I was surprised. Nope. That's not it at I all. I kept telling you I they wish that were the reason. I wish that were the reason. I kept telling you they weren't Pac-12 empires, umpires. They're West Coast Conference umpires. I love, I love the reaction that's happening right now. People are like, what in the world happened to Spencer? Who is that guy? Yeah, well, I'm, st- I'm still here. We're live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, whether I have a voice or not. You're home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, April 22nd, wherever, however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. Teamed up. With Jerem Jordan, who is a voice analyst. <laughs> How would you analyze my voice? Rugged. Park City-esque. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's going to be a long show. I should do more talking today. You have a softball game that you need to call tonight. This do is I, a problem. Do I need to warm up in the no, pen? No, no. I want, I want to take care of I've you. Got, I've got some remedies going right now. And speaking of that, we need to put, out, we need to put it out to the nation. First of all, happy Earth Day. Now go to Oith, Mother Earth Day. and find a natural remedy for me to get my voice Find back. some elven lady that has a remedy or something. Uh, today's Twitter question is this. Save Spencer's voice. Send us your remedies to help Spencer keep his voice ready for BYU and Utah State softball tonight. Please combine your amazing intellects. We have eight hours until then. And come up with something to help me get ready. I am desperate. I'm desperate. My grandma always says, and my mom promulgates this message, Gargle salt water. That oh! sounds that sounds Ugh! awful. That just sounds yeah, awful. Yeah, it is awful. I think that it kind of works though. Salt heals. Wind. I don't. Yes, but it's not the most flavorful kind. I would rather take a less uh, effective option, but that tastes better a little bit, right? The <laughs> lemon and honey, right? Those are like the natural responses to this. We have all some the time. Doc- We have some doctors. Citrus. Doctors, help yeah. me, please. <laughs> At D at D Young nineteen ninety three. Call in Brian go. Logan to fill in. Yeah, here Hashtag we go. Entertaining. Here we go. Uh, D Young nineteen ninety three is going to love one of the new commercials that's coming out in the next while that we shot yesterday with one Brian Logan oh. relating to a Logan takeover. Brian Logan making his commercial debut for yeah. BYU Sports yeah. Nation. He uh, shaved uh, his face. He has no facial hair and has short hair now, and so he looks totally different. He, he looks. Lo- he looks like ten years younger. He, he really does. Yeah. He looks so much younger. He looks good. He looks great. He looks good. For some reason, I was like, he looks shorter. What does that have to do with height? But it did. You know what else looks He's good? Man. Anytime BYU can beat Utah in any sport ever, and that happened last night. Seven six BYU over Utah. Colton Shaver, the freshman, the true freshman, two home runs, including one onto the street in left field. It was great. We'll talk to Mike Littlewood about it in about twelve minutes. Yeah, there was some serious aluminum abuse from Colton Shaver <laughs> the cop last up, night. Like, We've heard that there's a problem. 
Women's soccer news. Ashley Hatch has been invited to the USA Under-23 National Training Camp. The elite soccer player will join don't, us tomorrow. Don't go there. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Wow. Softball versus Utah State tonight, 8 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out. And then another picture of BYU football future player, Mo, Mote, Motekiai Taukololangi. Close. <laughs> has Close. surfaced. We will show you that coming up. He literally is carrying two hobbits, I mean people, on his back. <laughs> Hashtag Hagrid. He's a Polynesian Hagrid. <laughs> he really is. Oh, so good. I'm so How's that monotone. that drink, dude? I'm so monotone. And people should, are like, what is happening? You should just have a, like, a Halls or Lemon sucker in the whole time. No one's going to blame me. I can't do that, though, because then it's just like people are like, what is he eating? So I'm well, just going ex- to drink this delicious lemon water. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rise and shout. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. NCAA transfer trouble. Okay, here's the situation. On Monday, BYU announced that redshirt freshman Isaac Nielsen and sophomore Frank Bartley would transfer out of the BYU basketball program. Is that big news for BYU? Of course. But not necessarily a storyline that's pushing the national needle. Well, now it has become that. Isaac Nielsen spoke with Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune yesterday and revealed, or in the previous two days, and revealed some details surrounding his specific transfer situation. Some highlights from this. Uh, Nelson Nielsen, excuse me, said this. I wasn't really expecting to leave. I went in for my player interview, and he just dropped an egg on me, he being Dave Rose. He didn't say anything about walking on, playing without a scholarship, or anything like that. He just said it would probably be in my best interest to find another place to play. He said he kind of felt like we were on different pages. I guess he thought I would be a bigger, stronger, low-post scorer, and I guess I like space pretty much. I am a shooter. And we saw that. Okay. Isaac Nielsen had some good moments last year. In fact, he had four threes at Weber State. He's a good big-man shooter. The season was kind of weird sometimes, Nielsen said, and I'm just sampling from parts of this. He's a good coach, but there were some things he apparently didn't like about my game, and that didn't quite sit well with him. I guess we were just on different pages. I guess it wasn't in his plans for me to be a shooting forward, so he encouraged me to look at other places. If you want to see the full context of that, read the entire article by Jay Drun of the Salt Lake Tribune. Okay, listen. What's happening is Isaac Nielsen is being pitted against the BYU basketball program and Coach Rose. And I think that's the wrong way to look at this thing. It's way bigger than just the situation that Isaac has individually at BYU. This is an issue with the NCAA, flat out. Because Isaac Nielsen now, if he goes to a four-year school, must sit out next season. It did not and that's used lame, to be man. that way. It didn't used to be that way. It used to be that you could have exceptions where guys like Isaac Nielsen in his specific situation, could appeal something and say, hey, uh, it turns out that my coach misevaluated me or whatever. Okay, the situation is not going to work out for me, and I want to go play at another Division I school. And the NCAA could say, okay, you will not have to undertake that one-year penalty. Now, but now the, the rule has recently changed, and Isaac is stuck in a very difficult situation. Now, Gary Parrish of CBS Sports wrote a nice article, mentions BYU in it and this situation, but he talks about the bigger issue, which we're getting at, which is 
transfer rules in the NCAA. So he, he says this, and he quotes a college coach. It's wrong, said one college coach who requested anonymity because he didn't want to speak out publicly against policy. You're telling me if I, I can sign a kid, keep him for a year or two, decide I misevaluated him, and pull a scholarship, that appears to be the situation here with BYU and Isaac Nielsen, and then that kid has to sit out a year no matter what? See, that's too bad. And now look at it. Dave Rose is the CEO of BYU Basketball. He has to make some hard decisions. This happened several years ago with Nick Martineau. Same, same thing. It was going to be Nick Martineau's senior year in that case, and a similar situation happened. Demarcus Harrison didn't have a scholarship waiting for him because BYU expected him to be on a mission, so he decided to transfer. A little different than this one. But Dave Rose has to make hard decisions. Guess what the decision was that he made? Yes, we want Nate Austin to come back. Yes, we want Corbin Kafusi to be on scholarship so I can make sure it's worth it. He's worth a his starter. Time. He's a starter. Yes. And, and I think everyone agrees that Corbin Kafusi greater than Isaac Nielsen. So you want to put your eggs in that basket. In the BYU offense, absolutely. Yes. Yet, I get Isaac Nielsen's side of this. If you read that full article, he was in shock. He, he did not understand or see this coming, it looked like, for the most part, that he would be asked to try and find a different fit. Now, does Dave Rowe's best interest for him, uh, govern, for Isaac, be, are they the first priority? No. The first priority is BYU basketball and making sure that that is great. Now, if that's at the cost of Isaac Nielsen having to transfer, that happened. That happened. And it stinks that a guy like Isaac Nielsen has to sit out a year. Yes. So I get both sides of it. Dave Rose is going to make the best call for BYU basketball, even if that means sometimes you ask guys to try and uh, find a better fit for them if it doesn't work for now, you. Now, what's unfortunate is there were two people in that conversation. Dave Rose I'd love to hear Dave Rose and Isaac Nielsen. We are hearing Isaac's take after the fact, now that he's had time to process it and think about it. Who knows what happened in that moment? And so to be fair to the situation, you cannot pin Dave Rose as just a guy who made a selfish move for his program. Come on. You know. He is the guy that needs to be selfish for his program. Look, there are two sides. There are two sides to every situation. Okay, for me, if I'm a player and my coach says to me, look, things are moving in a different direction. And to benefit you, to benefit you, Isaac Nielsen, I think that you can go and display your specific skill set and help out another team that will utilize your skills better than they will be used at BYU. And that's hard to hear. It's hard to hear. I'm Isaac Nielsen. I say, man, I've invested all this time, and I have all these friends, and I'm in a certain major or whatever. That would be really hard. I, I get both sides of that. Yet, at the end of the day, Dave Rose has to make these tough decisions. But... So all these national guys, Fran Fraschilla, Gary Parrish, some other guys getting involved in this conversation, you cannot look at just the surface level of this. Because they're not looking at Corbin Kafusi is here, Nate Austin's going to come back, Eric Mika's going to be back from a mission. When, how much is Isaac Nielsen going to play? Not, not a t- Peyton Dastrup back from a mission in a couple of years. It's, all these things count, and I get both sides of this argument. I don't know what's right. On the surface, it doesn't look good. But if you dig in, and that's where the details are, the devil's in the details, then it makes sense for BYU's program. It just stinks that it costs a guy having to sit out a year. This would be a non-issue, I repeat, a non-issue if the NCAA went back to the way they used to do it. I still think there's a little bit of an issue and concern that a guy is asked to 
be off scholarship at some point. The P5s are not going not going to be allowed to allow. Uh, they're not going to be allowed to. They're going to give four year scholarships to to guys. They can't for, take it away for athletic reasons away. alone. Thank you for explaining that correctly because that was horrible for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. So what I'm saying is if they change the policy. Yes. This needs to change. There needs to be transfer types. Not all transfers are created equal. Not, not all, the NCAA, I think, looks at it and says, oh, man, we can't have like under-the-table recruiting where guys are just hopping schools. Right now you kind of have that in terms of graduate transfers. Like, oh, I want to do a master's at – I'm Byron Wesley, and I go to USC, and I want to – do a master's at Gonzaga. No, you just want Listen, to play at Gonzaga. You, we all see it. You can assess situations individually. Just give the, the athlete the option to do that. Yes. Like Jordan Leslie, that was great that it came to BYU. Whatever. I, we benefited. Isaac's in such a unique situation. If he had the potential and possibility to transfer to a D1 program right now, then it would Maybe be— Maybe Utah it would Valley. Not, it Maybe. would not be pushing a national media-level needle. And it's a bigger issue because there's like 475 guys that are transferring in Division One. That's a lot of – it's, what, 1.4 per team yeah. every year. Yeah. Just slow your roll. Take up, take up the issue with the NCAA, okay? This is – I have a serious problem with what – with this situation because you need to be bigger than just a hard-line rule. There has to be exceptions like this. Yeah, transfer types. Yes. Transfer time. J- just define it, and then you're good. Okay, now on to saving my voice. Okay? <laughs> you have all battled through the A block. <laughs> I have lost my voice. Wait, what? And I need your help. Please save Spencer's voice. I'm supposed to call a softball game tonight. Yeah, take it easy, man. So what is your remedy for me? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At TashaLynn19. Easy. Just have Jerem Jordan. Give Spencer Linton the karma. Spencer, I give you the karma. Thank you. Can you bestow it upon my voice, please? Are we really using that verb? What else? <laughs> what other verb are you going to use? Bestow? That's not... It's, I know it has religious I was, undertones. I was told there were no big words on this. <laughs> then get some grandma juice. Doesn't that cure this everything? Show, this show will live in infamy. <laughs> nice. Oh. It's like oh, penultimate. It's like, you know that means second to last, right? Okay. Ooh, we have a doctor tweet. We'll get to that after the break. (laughs) Up next, BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood. He and Jerem will have a conversation while I will listen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm on the mound with him. He just beat Utah. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I can read this stuff. On BYU Radio and BYU TV. Okay, you read it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The Instagram part's not in there. At BYU Sports Nation, join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tonight, softball yeah. versus Utah State. There will Eastern be a game. time, BYU TV, and BYU Radio. Listen, you don't have to play the field. Just be the DH. You just come in for the interviews. You just get hits. Okay. You, you, okay. You're the Colton Shaver of our team today. I just hit home runs. You just hit homers, baby, against Utah. Two of them, as a matter of fact. And uh, to help us, you know what? I need to get to a couple of tweets. You're helping me save my voice today, folks. Should I read these tweets? Please do. Okay, our, our uh, Twitter question, save Spencer's voice. Send us your remedies for Spencer to help keep his voice ready for BYU and Utah State tonight. Not keep it ready, get it ready. 
At Skyhawk94, gargle warm salt water. That's one I mentioned from oh. my grandma. And or swallow a tablespoonful of honey. A tablespoonful of honey. Now, I've, I can I've handle that. that. Yeah. I can handle that. Yeah. But gargling warm salt water sounds like the worst thing ever. Uh, yeah. It's oh. ter- I've done it. It's terrible. At Quiddy70. Spencer, gargle Benadryl. Sounds weird, but totally works. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, is that legal? <laughs> is it legal? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Is it an honor code violation? I don't know. At Lady MS Sto- at M. Stonewall, you poor baby. Hot lemonade with honey for your voice. <laughs> Hashtag I'm an opera singer. Oh, yes. Hashtag it works amazingly yes. well. Yes, hot yes, le- yes. Hot yes. lemonade with honey. Hot lemonade with honey. Okay. Let's bring in a guy that perhaps can offer some insight into this. Give me a sign from third base, but what I need to do. <laughs> BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood back in Studio B. Coach, welcome back to the set. Great to be here. Yeah, really exciting day for me. <laughs> because, I, because I lost my voice? Yeah. Because I was yelling so much at the BYU-Utah baseball game last I, night? I, I appreciate it. I saw you on, I watched the, the game last night when I got home, and I appreciate you being there. They, I don't know why, but they spotlighted you. And, yeah, I don't know and, why uh, either. Yeah, yeah why so, the heck are Thank, thank, thank you for the support, though. Appreciate it. That, that was an entertaining game. Uh, 7-6 victory, a nice win against Utah, dramatic win. You, you, yeah. They hit a grand slam. There were several home runs from Colton Shaver. I mean, it was, yeah, it you was know, a great game. It's, it's interesting. When you talk to a fan, they're like, yeah, that was fun. That was entertaining. And for me, it was like, man, I went through like three things of Tums, you know. That was tor- torture. <laughs> yeah. We loved it. I couldn't even eat post-game meal because my stomach was going crazy. So I had cereal <laughs> when, I, when I got home. But uh, Fruity Pebbles, yeah. Are you a, you're a Fruity Pebbles guy? Yeah, I, like, I mean, I like that. Cocoa Pebbles. I like all the, the straight sugar stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm good. That is my treat at night. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, exactly. That's like my bowl. Instead of a bowl of ice cream, I eat sugar cereal. <laughs> Honeycomb, been, baby. It's been that way for a very long time. Okay, your wife turned around last night and, and said to me, now, I'm warning you, if they lose, he might be in a really <laughs> bad mood tomorrow. Uh, so uh, I think she and all of us are relieved that you're probably in a good mood today, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm a little tired. In fact, uh, about 1.30, we're done watching the, the game, and Danny, my wife, says, hey, by the way, we're having our carpets cleaned tomorrow. We need to move all this furniture out of here. So, <laughs> what? Hey, you could have told me that like at 8, 8 p.m. <laughs> so, wow. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, uh, I think I learned how to change. We talked last week about you mature just a little bit as a coach as you get, as you get older and um, keep things in perspective. But I, I learned a long time ago when after a game, so probably three days after a loss, and I'm honoring around the house, and Danny finally goes, hey, I'm not one of your players. You know, Don't treat me like that. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I probably don't want to take these home every night. That, that might be a tough career for me. So I learned a long time ago you have to kind of just forget them and be even-keeled about things, and, and your team kind of feeds off that type of stuff too. I was impressed by one particular at-bat last night, and it was Dylan Robinson in the eighth. He goes down 0-2 in the count. Then he staves off three balls in a row that were real close. Yeah, he gets, I believe, a single. Uh, and he knocked in the winning single, run. Single in the four hole. He's, he that was a tying run. Yeah, he tied oh, that the was game. a tying run. Yeah, but he's down 0-2 in that situation. And yeah, does not strike out. It was it was a great at bat, and, Dil- and Dylan's one of those guys that I'm not worried about him hitting with two strikes. He's he's got a professional approach. He knows his zone really well, and he did. He took three. I watched it last night. He took three pitches that were probably two or three inches off the plate. Oof. And thank goodness the umpire was good enough not to just ring him up in that situation because some, some guys do. Uh, but it was a fair at-bat. Dylan got a pitch to hit and, and just hit a four-hopper through the four-hole. That's all we needed with Brennan Lund on second base to tie that thing up. And then uh, Hayden, Hayden Nielsen had a, a great at-bat against uh, Brock Duke, who's just a tough, tough guy out there. 
gone through surgeries and, and just kind of battled his way through it, shut us down for a couple innings down at Utah, put it in play, did what he needed to do, and got us that go-ahead run. Uh, and, and what I told Brent Norton on the radio was, yeah, I thought that was the biggest at-bat, Dylan's. Shaver's home runs were, were kind of nice, too. But yeah, I thought Dylan's, Dylan's at-bat was, was the nice. best at-bat. Yeah. I, had, I had a fan in front of me, not, I'm not kidding you, 30 seconds before Colton hit his first home run. Hey, how many home runs does he have? And I said, I think, I think seven, but it was six. So I'm like, I'll look it up. And so as he's swinging the bat, I'm like, oh, it's six. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it's seven like I initially said. Yeah. Well, he hit eight last night. That's four times as many as the next close guy. And you told us about him a long time ago, Coach, that he was going to be a special player. What is it that he does that uh, makes him such a tough out for pitchers? Well, we knew, he had, we knew he had raw power. I mean, that's one thing he had. And in high school, he got walked 60% of the time. I mean, he, he literally got walked 50-plus times last year in wow. high school. So, totally boring. You know, guys just didn't, guys didn't throw to him a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, what, what makes it nice, and he's in, we've talked about this before, he's in such a tough spot in our lineup because he's hitting behind Dylan Robinson. And if, he's not, if Colton's not having the year he's having and putting together great at-bats, and, and I think he's – other coaches are fearful when they see him walk to the plate. If he's not having the type of year he is, then Dylan gets pitched around, uh, and that kind of changes our whole lineup. But, but now Dylan's getting great pitches to hit. He's having great at-bats. And also something that's like a little bit unseen by the typical fan is Eric Urie's having a great year behind Colton. So they can't pitch around anybody in our lineup. And obviously Chauncey's going to get pitches to hit. So, you know, you look at one through six in our lineup, and even Bronson Larson now who's hitting seven. There's seven really quality at-bats every Bronson single time has turned time a corner, too. He sure has, yeah. He started yep. slow, but he's really turned a corner. Yeah, confidence. Brandon Kinzer was on the show yesterday and uh, got the karma, and then you put him in, and he has two strikeouts in an inning pitch. Yeah. I thought that was not a coincidence. He's a stud, and I'm, I'm surprised he left. He loves to talk. I'm, I'm, surprised, you, <laughs> I'm surprised you got him off the set. Uh, yeah, he, he, BK's a stud. Um, yesterday was his bullpen day, so it was a perfect situation for him and Rucker to get one inning apiece, and, and it's scripted out perfect for us. Um, I, I was maybe going to bring Mason back in in the eighth um, and let him throw one more because Mason Marshall threw great yesterday. But I thought, let's just try to, since it's tied, let's just try to, to go with the two best guys that we have right now, and BK and, and Ruck. And luckily we, we uh, put a couple runs up, and it worked out perfectly for us. This has been a good week. Uh, you signed Kyle Dean, major prospect out of San Diego. You beat Utah. It only gets better if you can beat the number one team in the West Coast Conference, San Francisco, coming in to your place tomorrow. Uh, they just swept San Diego. Where did this team come from? What are they doing yeah. right? Yeah, well, first of all, back up to Kyle Dean. I appreciate uh, BYU TV for doing that little spotlight on him. I, that, was, that was nice. It was in the, during the seventh or eighth inning. That was kind of cool. So I even texted Kyle and said that was pretty neat, and he, he appreciated that. So that was, that was really neat. Um, yeah, San Francisco starts off one in, or zero and ten and one and thirteen, and what in the world? they're just on fire. I mean, they're they're just mowing down this league. Uh, confidence. Uh, it, it's not much of a different team than it was last year, and they're competitive. Uh, coach Giratano is a great coach. Uh, been around a lot of different places. You knew they would turn it around at some point, but to this degree, uh, being wow. whatever, whatever they are, twelve or thirteen or four and fourteen four in the league, I mean that's it's pretty surprising. They're just a team right now that's playing with a lot of confidence, and it's going to be a big, big challenge for us. We have to win this series. That's that's all there there is to it. If we don't win the series, then it it backs us into a corner where we have to sweep one of the remaining teams we play. And it's not you know we could do it, but it's pretty tough to sweep teams at this level. I couldn't help but notice you brought in a baseball relic. Yeah, not, awesome. not to donate to the set, unfortunately, but just, <laughs> yeah. just to show us. I'd love to show this. Uh, we have a, a local donor, uh, Gene Banks, who is a Merrill Lynch 
executive retired, lives in, in Olympus. And what I was told by LDS philanthropies people just now that um, he was he gave us this big collection of about retail worth probably two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars of all wow. his baseball memorabilia, and it all rode on last night's win. Whoever won it, the BYU Utah game was going to get it. So. Uh, luckily, we won You're not the game. Serious, no, I'm right? not serious. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's like, whoa! But this is a uh, this is a 1928 ball. This is one of the pieces, kind of the, the keystone piece. But signed by uh, Babe Ruth, that Lou is, Gehrig, Leo wow. DeRocher. Um, and this this retails at about $135,000. One sold at auction at about $75,000. That's look, a pretty good Babe Ruth. Uh, look how clean that yeah, signature is. It really is. is. Pretty awesome. Just There's, to. There's, Hold a must- that in your hand. there's a mustard mark from the hot dog that Babe had just yeah. consumed. That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, that's from the J-Dogs I had after the game last <laughs> oh, night. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so cool. So that's the year after what's considered the greatest team Yeah, ever. yeah. That's and, amazing. And so we're going to have this and probably a, another 60 pieces on display down in Miller Park in the hallway down there. Uh, should be, it should be up in a couple weeks for people to come and, and look through. Unbelievable memorabilia. I mean, anybody, think of any Hall of Famer, and we've got a baseball signed by him, and it's going to be on display. It's pretty pretty darn cool. Wow. So th- thank you to Gene up. Banks. Yeah. Thank you to Gene Banks. We appreciate that. Very cool. I'm not sure how we top that. <laughs> you, d- you don't. I've, I've only asked for one autograph of uh, someone at, at in my dealings here, and it was when Tony Gwynn was at San Diego State. That's a good one. That's the only autograph I've asked one. for the whole time. We've got one down there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, So all this stuff is going to go on auction after we display it for you know a certain period of time and so we're going to get it out there and uh, we'll, we'll end up selling all this and hopefully it'll go towards maybe a turf field or something like that um but mm. man we sure appreciate gene banks and what what an incredible and utah was not going to get in any part of this by the way <laughs> just <laughs> a turf field yeah. at miller park one day we'd love to that's that's kind yeah. of on our wish list right now if you look at if you google university of oregon's baseball field that's what we want um it looks like Turf nowadays, especially at our climate, I'm a, I'm a natural grass guy all the way, but uh, in our climate, it's going to help us get on the field a little bit more often. Uh, so we'll be out there practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's uh, turf's what should be you know field turf or astroturf, whatever, should be at Miller Park, and and that's kind of our our long term goal. Uh, hopefully, short more short term than long term. We've never asked you this. Uh, volleyball, it's a huge thing. We always talk about the altitude and how that affects the ball and the serve and whatnot. What home field advantages do you have, if any, at Miller Park? And given that it's forty five hundred feet above, above sea level, you know, I wouldn't think any because we don't really build our team. You'd think Colton Shaver, Dylan Robinson. We don't really build our team for uh, for power simply because the bats, the BB core bats, uh, there's there's less pop in them. You're not the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not really like that. Um, I would think, just from from our perspective, when the ball's going to curveballs are going to spin a little bit more at uh, so like Jeff Barker, he's lights out when he goes to California because his his curveball breaks like three times more than it does up here at, wow. at altitude. So the ball's going to break a little bit more. You may have less velo <laughs> velocity up here um, at uh, or at sea level than altitude. So there's there's minor differences, but I don't think it's like an endurance sport where you have that basketball. You're going to run your team out of the gym late in the second half, anything mm-hmm. like that. So I think guys, t- other teams get excited to hit at altitude more than they're getting out of sea level and getting to 5,000 feet and the ball travels just a little bit more. And that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. There were four home runs last night in the BYU-Utah game. A grand slam from Utah, which BYU came back from, so that was fine. Stressed out Mike Littlewood, but that's fine. <laughs> but Colton Shaver hits a two. It was big time. Uh, yet, and you mentioned the bat. 
Some people wonder, you know, they remember college baseball a couple years ago. Yeah, tons of homers. There's just not as many homers because it's like a wooden bat, right? It is. It, it's, it's much like a wooden bat. I would think it's, it's very similar. Their, their BB core, the trampoline effect, is much less right now. It's called the coefficient of restitution. I couldn't really tell you I much about that. I remember that phrase when it <laughs> yeah, came out. Yeah. Like, the coefficient restitution. What they've done this year, though, is we've gone to a flat seam ball uh, as opposed to a raised seam. And I think we talked about that on, on one of our shows. And then they've made the core just a little bit harder on the baseball. So... Uh, the baseball, they did a test where if the baseball, the old baseball flew 380 feet, this, the new ball is going to fly maybe three, 393, so, which makes a difference. I mean, you'll see, like, Shaver hit the ball out of the stadium and out of over the hill oh, and crushed, on, onto the road it. last night. And I, I, I don't know where his first one went because it, I lost it when it went over the huge pine trees in left field. That Someone said had it to hit have, a car. It had to have left the field. I mean... We didn't see that last year. Of course, we didn't have we didn't have Colton Shaver, um, so we don't know if, if somebody could have hit it that far. But I know the baseballs. We can tell the baseballs made the ball carry just a, a little bit more, less drag with the lower seams, mm. and all that you know science stuff, uh, physics, whatever department. B- that's BYU Sports Nation science. That, that one class I try to not take. You know, <laughs> so. I'm for more home runs. How about the rest of you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's go for but not that. too many. Then we question what's going on. No, the, I just <laughs> eight home runs from Colton Shaver yeah, is, uh, that's awesome. is a nice round number. And eight, I'm, I mean, you compare eight to several years ago, eight's not a ton, but it's exciting. All right, Coach, best of luck against San Francisco. Thanks. I'm sure you will perform at a high level much better than my voice is performing on the microphone right now. Hey, Jim, might have a chance tonight to do the softball I, game. I told him, I'm the play 60 kid. <laughs> there Jim's you go. warming up his voice. Well, well, good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you very much, I'm your coach. mom's favorite player, dude. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that you are not. Oh, goodness. Cam Newton. Yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your remedies for my voice. And another picture of Mo Longy surfaces. He is the Polynesian Hagrid. You've got to watch this. See this picture. And how about that Babe Ruth baseball? Amazing. Gracing our set. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougar Club sporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Remember, you can download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. And don't forget, baseball against San Francisco, Thursday and Friday, 8 Eastern time. First pitch on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton will be on the call for those as Let, well. Let's hope. Listen. Let's hope. Listen, today is day two of a five for five on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Baseball yesterday versus Utah. Softball versus Utah State today. Thursday, Friday's baseball versus San Francisco. Saturday, senior day, softball versus San Diego. Huge WCC matchup. Maybe for the championship. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I've got the honey lemon thing going right now, and it's starting to feel a little really? bit better. Good. Slowly. Slow. I think you've increased like seven percentage points in your voice. My decibel level has climbed by two. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. This, again, this is the science day on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, dude. We just had that conversation with Mike Littlewood. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, let's refresh today's headline, Spencer. Shall we? What do you think? Hey, baseball took down Utah 7-6 last night, led by Colton Shavers. Two homers. Awesome. Well, we talked to Mike Littlewood a couple minutes ago. He talked about the difference in the bat, difference in the ball. Also showed us a Babe Ruth signed baseball, Lou Gehrig as well, from 1928. The 1928 New York Yankees. Awesome. Part of the, the only thing was it was the Yankees. That was the only downside of that. Stop I'm just it. kidding. That, that ball, team. Oh, yeah. Amazing. That Don't, ball is worth $135,000. Yeah. 
Little does little would know, I already have that on eBay. So, yeah. <laughs> He's going to go towards uh, paying for my house or something. <laughs> no, he, he said that in a couple of weeks there'll be an, exib- or, uh, yeah, an exhibition of different uh, b- baseball memorabilia on display at Miller Park. That will be very cool. Women's soccer news, Ashley Hatch invited to the U- USA U23 National Training Camp. She'll join us tomorrow. Softball versus Utah State tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. And Mo Longi, another picture has surfaced. Yeah, how about this? How about that? How about Motikiai <laughs> Taukolo Longi? He literally Here it is. is carrying two people on his back. Those are not children. Those are they other lo- 20-year-old men. Seriously, they look like hobbits from the two towers. Or maybe they're and 18 he, or 19, he, but still they're and adults. And he would be an orc. Two adults on his back, and they look tiny. <laughs> I don't. Okay, Steve Kafusi told me on on uh, signing day that he wants uh, Longy to lose sixty pounds. He doesn't look like he's lost any weight. Holy cow! Listen to these tweets on Mo Longy at Neil Early. His biceps are bigger than their heads. <laughs> can it's we true. Pull it, can we pull it up again? Let's pull if it up again. If you haven't seen this, we just tweeted we're t- out. We're tweeting it out at BYU Sports Station. Oh my Station. goodness! I need to see this again. Are his biceps really bigger than their heads? Yes. That, that, is, <laughs> that, is, that is not an amazing. exaggeration. He's the Polynesian Hagrid. Okay, that's that's a real thing. At CV, CVD six two six two. Oh no, that's a remedy for your voice. We'll get to that later. At Harry Whiteman, yeah. if Mo Longy doesn't carry the ball at least once to BYU, I will stop believing in happiness. Can he be refrigerator Perry for BYU Why not, at man? the goal line? Give him the ball one time at the half one yard line. Time. It's it's fourth and goal at the half yard line. Your Bronco Mendenhall. Against Utah, you've used. You've probably already gone to the well three. The times. game is the game is tied. Okay, he's or, not getting the rock in that situation, dude. That'd, well, be, what, that'd be awesome though. What? What if? Yeah, what? what use if it on first good, and goal at the one. Okay, yeah, you're at the half yard line. You need a touchdown. Do you give it to Mo Longy? Isn't it funny? Like eight minutes, eight second, eight minutes, eight seconds of video on him, and he gets a scholarship. It's like the most amazing well, now story you, ever. Now you see him. Like You can imagine the surprise that came across Bronco Mendenhall's face when that behemoth of a human being walked in. And he's not fat. He's just huge. He's like a cut 410 pounds. <laughs> I want a double reverse run by Mo Longy on his first play. 410 e- pounds. We don't even know... I would love to know what his height and weight is, like what his weight is every second, just to track. To That'd mo- be quite like the monitor him like yes. you do the astronauts. That'd be quite can, the graphic. Can we get Mo Longy with some analytics <laughs> set up so that we can know that at all times? Unfortunately, Mo Longy won't be here September 5th, but we will. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 136. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Good. I can't move any any I know. direction I in know. This, the vocal spectrum right now. You sound like one of my old roommates singing in church. I'm just monotone. One thirty six. Ra ra. This is rah, the rah, most. Rah. This is the most frustrating thing ever. Okay, I lost my voice uh, back uh, back in the dizzle when I uh, did more play by play. I did women's basketball and I lost my voice during a game. And so at the beginning of the game, I had the voice, and then by the end, I did not. What did you do? Just had to keep going. How did you? Okay. So. I don't. I tried drinking. I, I didn't get pampered like this. This is awesome. You have some nice drinks. We appreciate people bringing in cough drops and drinks for you. And yes. Everything. Yes. This is, this is true. I am being pampered. It, 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 came, it came on suddenly, but it happened. You know? <laughs> I, and, 
I and was I felt fine. I was talking normal last night. I know. We were yeah, we were, we at, were the at the BYU game hanging game, out. And I was like, oh yeah. And then this morning I was like, oh no, I have no voice. What do you do? What do you do? I need your help. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At CVD6262, cayenne pepper in tomato juice. Oh my world. Heck no. Dude, well, I, I don't want to hurt myself. Cayenne pepper. I, my, my mom and dad made me wash out my mouth with cayenne pepper when I was six because I called them stupid. That's, that's when you have cayenne pepper. At Family Buds, let Jerem Jordan fly solo today if you can't get Brian Logan to fill in for Spencer Linton while he rests. Well, uh, he, This guy doesn't want to. He's the Lou Gehrig of BYU Sports that's, Nation. That's the thing. I got the streak going, man. I can't. And I am the, name the guy that wants to take as many days off as possible. You're Yogi Berra. <laughs> is it Yogi Berra? I don't know. <laughs> Baseball is 60% mental, 50% <laughs> physical or whatever. I can't remember. Oh. At JV Fiso. No more talking. You just need to rest your voice. Just text the rest of the show. Text. Tweet the rest of the show. We uh, should just have a picture-in-picture picture isolated shot of you. Just sitting there, and then maybe an interpreter or something. At, at Gabby Haru, okay? And I, I think this is, she's the person I had the last normal conversation with last night mm. before I left the baseball park. Yo, Gabba Gabba. She says, warm water, honey, and lemon. That's kind of what I'm trying to do right here. Yeah, she says, has saved me many times before. Okay, it probably doesn't help that I'm talking constantly. Yeah, she just, seems like she could be screaming a lot randomly. Just, that's a vibe I get from her. Gabby is so, that person. So, so maybe that would work. Maybe that's sound advice. Also, an opera singer weighed in, right? We read that one already. <laughs> yeah. She's yes. the, the Lenny, Lenny, Lemon and Honey. Yeah, somebody told me. Advice. Croaky voices are so sweet. It's, it's at Kristen Motter. She said, do nothing. It's, it's very sweet. It, not if you have to speak for two hours straight. <laughs> read, Tonight. The, read the Cougar Club. Where is it? With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com, and welcome to the club. Coming up, one of those guys, Cole Ogden. Golf. This dude can play, baby. Coming up next. Woo! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, down a voice. Jerem Jordan sits to my left. You're doing great, man. I need your help, people. Yes, keep sending in those responses of remedies for Spencer. I'm supposed to call a game tonight, and I don't know what to do. Should I prepare? No. Okay, just checking. Come on. I don't want to be asked at four. If <laughs> hey, I Jared, can help last it. second, can you go over to the field and call the game for Dude, me? Dude, that's the first thing I did at BYU, man. I loved oh, it. I, I love the softball I know that team. you could do it, but... Yeah. yeah. Listen, anyway. I'm here for you, bro. And tonight's game is against Utah State, 8 Eastern Time. You can watch it on BYU TV. Listen to it on BYU Radio. The sultry tones of Spencer Lindsay yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same note. <laughs> I'm like, I'm such a tenor, and today I'm very much a bass. Now you're a man. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm a I know what it feels like. It's awesome. Uh, joining us now, a man named Cole Ogden of BYU Golf. That was a horrible transition. <laughs> Thanks but for I having me. I can't get over my voice. Cole, I need some help, dude. Do you have like any home remedies about what I can do to, to get my voice ready to call a game tonight? Uh, I don't, because if I did, <laughs> I think I might be using the same one. <laughs> okay. Are you down? Are you sick I'm, a little I'm bit I'm a little right bass today, too. Yeah? Well, you got a, you got a little bit of time before... Uh, 
you host the Ping Cougar Classic, which would be cool. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, what was it like for you to finish as the top Cougar at the WCC Championships last week? Uh, it was obviously a good, a good accomplishment that I, uh, you know, that was my goal going into the week. Uh, I didn't finish as high as I would like, obviously, but uh, the course was set up pretty tough. Uh, the greens were a little dicey throughout the week, and then obviously the last round, the scores were probably the highest I've ever seen in a college event. Hmm. Um, that was probably mostly due to the wind and then, you know, the greens. So it was a good challenge, that's for sure. Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about how to successfully play in the wind because I think 99% of golfers have not figured that out. It's really tough. Cole Ogden with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. When you prepare for the West Coast Conference Championships, obviously it's a little bit a higher intensity match. You've been playing against these teams through the year. What kind of things do you go through mentally to get yourself ready for that high level competition? Uh, you know, with golf, you have to, you know, kind of stay level headed all year. You know, you're going to have some up and ups and downs. Um, as we play against those teams throughout the year, you kind of know, you know, who is your highest level of competition and you know who you need to beat and who you want to beat. Uh, but uh, you know, there's there's quite a few really good individuals in our conference. Um, so when we when we went there, it was obviously a great challenge uh, to beat those those guys. How do you become a good <laughs> golfer, being from Utah and playing in Utah, given that certain months don't allow you to play in Utah? Um, I've always kind of enjoyed that little break off. <laughs> obviously, this year we didn't get a break because we didn't get any snow. I think there was only two days where we couldn't. Wow! You know, play because of snow, and I think one of them was Christmas, so we weren't going to play on that day, anyways. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, when I play with kids from you know out of Utah that are from Arizona, I feel like they play you know twelve months of the year, and you know by sometime throughout the year they're a little burnt out. Hmm. Um, I think coming from Utah, having that little break from snow has always kept me refreshed um, and kind of focused, you know, for the next season. I want that burnout fact. I want to. I want to try play that. so much golf. <laughs> I, I want that burned problem. out. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. Man, I played too much golf. <laughs> okay, Cole. I want to know if if you ever talk trash on the course. Like competition brings out trash talking, especially in basketball and football, those types of sports. Is there trash talking that goes on on the golf course when you're when you're taking on West Coast Conference foes? Uh, I wouldn't say so much with our West Conference uh, teams, but uh, when we go out and play as teammates, you know, here at our home course or in our practice round, uh, very much so. <laughs> okay. Um, Within the team? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially with my roommates. That's uh, that's a big thing. When we go out and play um, out at Riverside or wherever it may be, uh, there's plenty of that. Can you play golf for fun, or is it always competitive? Um. Mostly competitive. Yep. I find it very uh, boring, and I lose concentration when I just go out there. Uh, you know, I want to have fun in our West Coast Conference tournament and all of our tournaments. That's the key. You know, it keeps me relaxed. But if I were to go out and just play with my buddies just for fun, I would lose concentration most likely. Like, like if we went could with you, could you have fun, or were you like, are you thinking I have to win? I have to be first among these clowns. Oh no, I would definitely have fun. You know, um, it's always fun to play with, you know, guys that don't get to play very often. I love giving, you know, people like that tips and helping them out throughout the round. Well, let's go. Let's play. Yeah, when are we playing, Cole? 
at hey. Riverside specifically. <laughs> Whenever you guys are free. Oh, okay. awesome. We're free right after this. Okay. <laughs> no finals, so we're good. Can you play mini golf? Uh, or is I, that like way out there? I have, yeah, multiple times. I've always found that as a fun date or, or even with the family or with some buddies. Um, I'm not real great at it. Could we hang with you? Like, could we? Do you think we could beat you in mini golf? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not maybe, real great at it. Maybe that's what we need to play. I have golf. so many questions about Cole and like his dating game and stuff like that. Like how much golf factors into that. But we do need to if talk about. If you took about, a girl on a date mini golfing, that would be hilarious. Yeah, we me. do need to talk about the Ping Cougar Classic. 11 teams. It's open to the public. What can you tell us about the event that's approaching for BYU golf at the, the Ping Cougar Classic? Uh, it's always fun to play, you know, in your hometown. Uh, with you know, with some fans that come out, even the family, uh, especially for me this week, my family hasn't been able to come to tournaments this year, so I've always enjoyed them coming to watch me. Uh, so that's going to be kind of exciting for me. But uh, you know, playing at our home tournament where we you know play all the time and feel comfortable, that's always uh, that's a that's an advantage for us. So I like that's I like that. Hey Cole, before you go, do we have do we have the silver marker, Jeremy? We'll find it. We'll find it. We'd like you to sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag, Perfect. and we would like to deliver you the BYU Sports Nation Karma. Have you heard about the Karma? I heard about that walking in. Uh huh. Okay. Well, prepare to play awesome golf because it's a real thing. Thank you. All right, Cole. Thanks. Is there a better is there a better scholarship? than playing golf? Lavelle Edwards said if he could do it again, he would be on the golf team or be the be a kicker. <laughs> yeah. We should ask Johnny Linehan about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. Like that. Yes. Up next, current and former Cougars make Team USA in their respective sports. Find out who in the Cougar whip around. This is BYU Sports Nation. Am I sounding any better at all? A little bit. Just a hair, but not a ton. It's a slow process. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. A late eight-inning RBI single by Hayden Nielsen gave BYU a 7-6 win over Utah last night. Colton Shaver led the Cougars with four RBIs on two jacks. BYU plays San Francisco at Miller Park Thursday on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8 Eastern time. Men's Volleyball. The rosters were announced for the USA 2015 FIVB World Volleyball World League team. Three Cougars on that roster. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and Futi Tavana. Also, Brendan Sander made the under-21 USA team for the summer. Soccer. Speaking of, Ashley Hatch was invited to join the training camp for the USA Women's National Team U23s. She will compete against 24 other players for 20 roster spots with the chance to travel to Norway in May. Softball. Elite. The Cougars host Utah State tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. My voice honestly is feeling better. This is a good sign. Let's hope my throat gets all the way better. Tennis again. The women's, uh, the West Coast Conference Tournament begins for the men's team this morning. They play St. Mary's in a play-in match to beat the Fighting Della Vadovas is the hope. Hoping to repeat their 4-3 victory from the last time they met in the regular season. The winner of the match advances to play Pepperdine this afternoon. Hey, future guests coming up Thursday, Ashley Hatch. And Janae Monteverde, Paul Valter on the track and field team as they prepare for the Robison Invitational. And then Brad Cattermall, who is retiring uh, with his wife Dawn from, from uh, BYU Gymnastics, joins us Friday as well. There you go. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Easy one.
Colton Shaver, baby. Two, Two home runs. Bombs. Both bombs. The three-run shot he hit was just crushed. Came down with snow on it. It, it was, was awesome. Yes. It, it had some moon dust on it. It was absolutely crushed. No, that's just unrealistic. <laughs> hey, hey, another picture of Molangia surfaced. If you haven't seen it, we, we threw it up uh, earlier. Okay. But we've asked people to you know, caption the most recently surfaced picture of the elusive Mount Mormon. So here's, here's some of those. At B.D. Hayne, we don't skip leg days even on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in that work. Got to get that money. At Anthony Bird 18 he isn't even struggling. Hashtag new beast Seriously, mode. it does not even look hard. It's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You want to take the picture? Take the picture. Unreal. <laughs> That's how he tracks. He knocks the doors. And, uh... Is he going to compete in World's Strongest Man on ESPN2? You know who does the play-by-play of that is BYU grad Todd Harris. That is correct. Yeah. Really good. Also an Olympic commentator. Yeah, he's all over the place. He does rugby sevens as well. At Mac underscore Diego. Don't hurt him! I was talking about that poor boy in the middle. LOL. I kid, I kid. Oh, <laughs> At Laser Sheep, two companionships, hard at work. I'm okay, I've had I've had a request from uh, now that I'm in my voice mode right here. Let's have you say some fun things from at Ben to the future. Okay, yeah. give me some lines. Well, Ben at, at Ben to the future. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. He says, "Please, Spencer, please say, I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. <laughs> try uh, try movie voice. One man." One mission. It's better. It's way. It's way more betterer. <laughs> can I do the? Can I do the softball game like that? Home run, BYU. <laughs> just, just take it easy. Like you're the old school okay. guy that had a couple heaters and like is just okay. calling the game. Very good. Someone <laughs> said, uh, Anthony Bird said, Spencer Linton's voice makes me want to watch softball just to see how well he copes. Dude, you'll be fine. I promise. All right, I'll be waiting in the ring with it. a suit. Yeah. Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Cole Ogden, and everyone on our crew, including Malangi. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. You should read the next part, too, Jerem. I will. Shows okay. on demand at BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Stephen Wells. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow, but check out softball tonight, 8 Eastern. One man.